for joining us for another lesson taught by Dr. Jeffrey Harris, Senior Pastor of Antioch Fellowship Church in Florence, South Carolina. We are reaching the lost, making disciples and enjoying life. We pray that this lesson is a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Now, here is the message. Amen. We're going to go right on into the service. We're going to go right on to the service. And my topic today is kingdom giving is kingdom living. Let me say that again. Kingdom giving is kingdom living. And we must focus on that. It is a mindset having the right perspective, being focused on giving and having the right attitude. Amen. Back in the day, they used to say that your attitude determines your attitude. Your attitude determines your attitude. And we're going to come from a couple of verses this uh, morning. And um, some of my main um, verse I'm going to focus on is going to be Matthew 6 and 33, John 3 and 16, Luke 6 and 38 and excuse me, and Genesis 8 and 22. Amen. And there are three components of kingdom giving that I'm going to focus on today. Number one is being first fruit. Number two is being is going to be tithing. And number three is going to be offering slash seeds, sowing your seeds. Amen. Amen. Kingdom does not come without observations, but we must remember that the kingdom is within righteousness, peace, joy, and by the Holy Spirit. Matthew 6 and 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And to seek his kingdom is to seek to live in accordance to his standards and his guidelines. Seek ye first. So it's two words I'm going to focus on right now in this verse. And the first one is going to be seek and the second one is going to be the word first. So when I looked up the word seek, it says attempt to find something. Attempt to find something. So when we come before God, we got to have a mindset that we are trying to find something. We're trying to find something. We cannot come before God just to read. I hear people say all the time, say, I don't read 30 uh, chapters. I don't read 10 chapters today. But do you get anything out of reading the chapters? I'd rather read one verse and get something out of reading one verse than to read 10 chapters. Because when I do 10 chapters, I'm just reading. But when I seek God, when I seek his word, when I look to try to find something, that's my whole purpose. When I read the Bible, I'm trying to find something. What is it that you're trying to show me, God? What is it that you're trying to tell me, God? Then it says, seek means, seek means desire to attain. Desire to attain. When I'm trying to attain something, I'm trying to get something. I'm trying to, to, to uh, what you say, I'm trying to establish something. I'm trying to establish a new mindset. I'm trying to get out of the mindset of the world and get into the mindset of the kingdom. Because when I get into the mindset of the kingdom, I can start kingdom living. I can start kingdom living. And then it says, ask for something from someone ask for something from someone. So we have to have a mindset that when we go before God, we got to ask God, what is that you're telling me? What is that you're trying to show me? What is it that you want from me, God? 
What is your purpose for me, God? We got to go before him and we got to ask him, God, what is it that you desire for me to do? And then it says, seek says, it says to go to a place. I don't know about y'all, but when I go before God, I want to go to what I call a secret place. Because when I go to a secret place, it's just me by myself. Come on, somebody. And when I go to a secret place, then God will come in and me and him can have a conversation. He can tell me what he desires for me to do. He can tell me what he has for me when I go to a secret place. In other words, I take myself out of the natural and put myself into the spiritual. It says to seek, to seek. Then the next thing says, the next thing word is first. First. And first says come before all others in time of order as being the principal thing in our lives. Urgent matter, priority. That's what it says. It said priority. Priority. So we come to God first. So the question is, in other words, we cannot put God second. So we have to know if we put God's kingdom first, ask him the question, when I need guidance to make decisions, what do I do? That's the question. If we put in the first, ask yourself, what do I do? He can't be second. But the question is, do you put him second? When you come to a dilemma, when things come before you, the question is, do you run to your brother first? Do you run to your mother first? Do you run to your cousin first to see can they help you out of that situation? Or do you go to God first and turn it over to him and then see who it is that he will use to help you out of the situation? So who do we go to first? That's the question. Who do we go to first? We got to put him as priority. He cannot be second in our lives. John 3 and 16. John 3 and 16 says, John 3 and 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave his son. So God giving established kingdom giving. That's what I said now. God gave his only begotten son. So God giving his only begotten son established kingdom giving. It established kingdom giving. God so loved the world. And if we look here, we also see that God's love for us is the reason for giving his son as ransom for our sin. So love is the motivational key. Uh-oh. Love is the motivation, the key. So in other words, every time you do something, you should do it in love. Because God gave his son because he loved us, that we should have eternal life. So everything that we do, we should do it in love. When we respond, it should be in love. Uh-oh. When we give, it should be in love. It should be in love. Everything that you do should be in love. Everything you do should be in love. God sent the presence of giving in motion. And we have the divine nature, so we should not have any struggle with giving. We shouldn't have any struggle with giving. Why? Because we are his divine nature. We shouldn't have no struggle with giving. No struggle. I had to pause for a minute. 
Because, because let's, let's be real. Let's be real. We, we have a problem. We can do everything in the world. But when it comes to giving, good God Almighty. I work hard. I've been sweating for 40 hours a week. I've been cutting grass when I get off work. I've been doing all this stuff and you want me to give my money. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's the hard thing to do. But this is key. When we do it, if we do it in love, if we do it in love, it wouldn't even matter. If we do it in love, when you do it gradually, that's when the problem comes in. But if you do it in love, it wouldn't even matter. And this is the thing is, when we do it, just remember one thing. I'm giving this to help a person. I'm giving this to help the church. I'm giving this to help with this. Why? Because God gave his son for my sin. That's the thing. Now, not his sin, but for my sin. So if he loved me enough to give his son, what is a little bit of money? What is a little bit of time? That's nothing. If we do it in love. If we do it in love. Kingdom mindset leads to kingdom giving. Luke 6 and 38 says, God, and here God is teaching the principle here. He's teaching the principle here. And listen to what it says. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together. Run it over, shall man give into the bosom. For with the same measure that ye measure with, it shall be measured to you again. And, and I want to look at one key word here. It says, give and it, and the key word is it. It's a give and it. What is it? What is it? It is what you gave. It's simple. What is it? It is what you give. Because it said give, comma. That means it's not over. That means it continue. Because if it said give, period, that means it was over. Come on, y'all. But it said give, comma. So that means something else is about to happen. So he said, give and it shall be given unto you. So in other words, whatever you give, God will return to give it back to you. Uh Oh, if you give a little money, he'll give you some money back. I'm going to stick on that money thing today. Whatever you give, whatever you give, he'll give it back to you. That's what it says. The very thing that we want God to give to us, God principle of exchange is, um, Activated when the minister, when you minister to the need of others with results that he raised up people to minister in return to you the same area of needs. Huh? The very thing that we want God to give to us. The principle of that change is activated when we minister to the needs of others with the results that he raised up people to minister in return to us in the same areas of needs. We must learn to apply the word of God to our lives and watch it come to pass. So in other words, whatever we do, whatever we do for others, God will make sure he raise up other people to return the same thing back to us. Come on, somebody. Back to us. Genesis 8 and 22 says, 
And I'm going through a lot of verses, I know, but Genesis 8 and 22 says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and good and, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. The principle is everything a man soweth, he going to reap it. Everything he sow, he's going to reap. We cannot sow apple seeds and look for plums. We cannot sow grapes. Huh? And look for a pair. But every seed will produce its own kind. Huh? If we sow good deeds, we'll reap good deeds. If we sow happiness, we'll reap happiness. If we sow in other lives, other will sow into our lives. That's how it works. That's how it works. If you sow into the kingdom, you'll reap kingdom living. I'm going to say that one more time. If you sow into the kingdom of God, you'll reap kingdom living. You'll reap kingdom living. Now I'm going to touch on three things right quick because there's other ways of giving into the kingdom. Time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. And number one, time, time. It's simple. Donate your time to the church, to the ministry. Helping the house of God. Community outreach on behalf of the church. See, when you come down here and get, I, I come down here sometime through the weekdays and I just get right here. This is my little favorite spot. And I, and I just pray. Oh, Lord, I just pray. But guess what, though? That's my time. That's my time between me and him. Right. But we want to sow time into the kingdom. For others. Outreach. Calling somebody just to call, just to see how they're doing, if they're okay. Send a text message just saying, I just love you. Taking the time out for somebody else. Might be on lunch and I call my brother and say, bro, I'm just thinking about you. How are things going? See, that's my time. But I'm sowing that time into the kingdom. Huh? Sowing that time into the kingdom. Guess what else? When I get on the side of my bed and I start to pray for everybody in the church. That's sowing time into the kingdom. I understand your time is valuable. But guess what? Say what you sow, you shall reap, right? So if I sow my time, that means God just might give me a little more time on this earth. Huh? That's what the principle say, right? Whatever you sow, you shall reap. So I'm looking, God, you see what I'm doing here, don't you? Give me a little more time or just give me a little more. Talent and gifts, talent and gifts. A usual grace that God has given us. Grace is more than God deserving favor. But it is defined as God enabling ability, what God enables you to do so that you can gain wealth, so that you can have a, have the provision we need to establish the kingdom in the earth realm and to take care of our family. He gives you to be a lawyer. He gives some of us to be doctors. He gives some of us to be teachers. He gives some of us just to be homemakers. He gives us to be witness of the word. And whatever God has given you the ability to do, he have called you to be the very best at it. But remember, it don't all belongs to you. That's what we got to remember. It don't all belongs to us. So we must seek God and ask God. How do our talent and our gift apply to the kingdom? 
to the church and to the people of God. How do our talent and our gift apply to the kingdom, to people? Come on, somebody. I can have a gift. But if I'm using that gift just for me, it's in vain. I can have a gift. But if I got to take that gift and I got to see, God, what is it that you want me to do with this gift? And then I got to apply it to that very thing. You know, some people get that gift and that's it. Now they, they, it's all about them. But God didn't give us a gift to be just about us. This young lady here and her daughter, my wife said, Ooh, her daughter got a pretty voice. But guess what? She could have kept sitting there on her gift and not give it to us. But she said, I'm going to come up here with my mama and I'm going to give what God gave to me that I can give to others so that I can sow it into the kingdom of God. Why? Because that's what he gave the gift for. He didn't give the gift to go out here and sing in the bathroom, but he gave it a gift so that he, she can come before us, which she probably do, but she can come before us and she can give that voice. She can lift up. God's word. She can lift up this song that we can go into praise and worship so we can glorify God. That's what she's doing with her gift. She's giving it to us. She ain't keeping it for herself. Other than when she's in the bathroom. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and then the third one is treasure. The third one is treasure. Matthew 6 and 21 says, where your treasure is, that will your heart be also. And, 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 and I looked at I said, treasure, you know, where your treasure is. That means the thing that you that you that you desire the most. You know, that's where your heart will be. You know, the thing that's important to you. That's your treasure. That's where your heart will be. So so I look, I said, well, it's two folds to that, then God. It's two folds to that. Now, now treasure is twofold. One is either we search for the earthly treasure, such as gold and jewel, which will bring trials and tribulations. And where grief is the motive, which lead to final destruction. If our treasures in earthly things or our treasure can be the search for is for spiritual treasures. So what is most valuable to us? What's most valuable to us? We had to ask ourselves that question. Don't give me the answer now. But we got to ask ourselves that question. What's most valuable to us? Where is our treasure? Is our treasure in the earthly things, in the natural things, or is our treasure set on the kingdom of God? Because whatever our treasure set on, that's where our heart's going to be. That's where our heart's going to be. If it's set on houses and cars and money, that's where our heart's going to be. We're going to push God to the side, and we're going to focus on the things of the world. Or our heart's going to be focused on the spiritual things. And I don't know about y'all, but I'd rather have my heart focused on the spiritual things. Because I understand that if my heart is focused on the spiritual things, all the natural stuff going to come anyway. It's going to come anyway. All the natural stuff going to come if I focus on the spiritual things. Someone may ask the question, how do I store up treasure in heaven? Simple. By seeking the kingdom of God through helping others, which demonstrate the greatness of all sacrifice that God made for us. It's simple. Just seek the kingdom of God. Seek God first. Seek God first. They say 
The one you feed the most is the one that'll dominate. Yeah. So if I speed free the natural thing, that's what's going to dominate. But if I feed my inner man, that's the one that's going to dominate. And I'd rather for my inner man to dominate than my natural man. Huh? Because my natural man might do so. Huh? You say something to me wrong, my natural man might cuss you out. But you say something to me wrong, my spiritual man to kick in and say, but you got to respond with love. Huh? Back in the day, now back in the day, I might have shanked you. Huh? But now my spiritual man say, when you get home, go pray for him. Huh? We got to learn to look at the spiritual things and not the natural things. Three components, three components. I'm going to get these three components. I'm going to get out of here. I got 15 minutes. Three components, three components. The first component is first fruit. Now, Genesis, Genesis 4 and 1 through 4 says, about here we go all right i'm gonna take the glasses because i'm just swearing and my glasses fall genesis 4 1 through 4 says and the man knew eve his wife and she conceived and bare came and said i have gotten a man with the help of the lord and again she bared a son abram and abram was the keeper of the sheep but cain was a tender of the ground and in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto God. And Abram and, and Abram, he also brought of the first of the flock and of the fattened thereof. Now, let's look at that. Now, what I got out of that is, is this right here. We're talking about two brothers. One gave from the ground a fruit and the other one from a livestock. The flock. Two offerings. One accepted, one unaccepted. One received, one rejected. And God is going to do one or the other. He's going to honor or dishonor what we bring before him. He's going to honor or dishonor what we bring before him. Now Cain brought of the ground, but it didn't say the first. So that means Cain could have picked up anything along the way. Huh? But we should understand that God should be priority. He should be priority. Okay, okay I'm, I'm gonna just use me for example. I always use me. So, 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 Pastor then was talking about um, sowing your first fruit of the year, right? Which is gonna be the seventeenth of this month. Which is gonna be the seventeenth of this month. So, so what I could have done, what I could have done is I could get in my car, I can go on my way to church, and I stop by a teller machine. I stop by a teller machine and I say, okay, well, I'm gonna see how much my balance is first. So I'm gonna see how much my balance is, and I'm gonna say, okay, well, I'm gonna just give God a hundred dollars, and that's gonna be it. I'm gonna just give him a hundred dollars. That's it. Now, cause I looked at my bank account. That's it. That's all I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna give him a hundred dollars. And then I just come and I present. That's me giving him anything. That's me giving him anything. But what I did, when I heard about it, I went to my wife. I said, babe, I said, now this is what they're doing in the church. Now this is what they're doing. I said, so what are we going to give? What are we, we going to do? She said, first thing we're going to do is go to God. That's what she said. She said, we're going to go before God and we're going to pray. And whatever he tells us to give, that's what we're going to give. 
See, I don't know about y'all, but I know me and my wife, we got some projects that's, go, that's on the way. We got some things that's about to happen. We got some things that we're looking for God to do in our lives. So I'm going to go before God and I'm going to ask God, what is it that you desire for me to give you? What is it that you want me to sow into the kingdom of God so that I know that when I do it, I'm going to reap from what I sow? I understand that you're going to give me what I desire to have. I know that the project that I'm looking to come forth is going to come to pass. Why? Because I'm going to seek, I'm going to sow into the kingdom of God. But I'm not going to sow anything. I'm going to sow what he tell me to. Huh? I'm not going to count as a loss. See? That's the problem. People think that when they give their money to the kingdom of God, it's a loss. It's not a loss. Let me tell you something. It says so into good grounds. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I'm not just saying because he led me up here preach, but I can tell you this. Every conversation we have in his office is never about him. Never. Never had a conversation. From day one of coming here, never been about him. It's always been about the kingdom. And about the people of God. So in other words, I know that when I sow my seed, it's on good grounds. It's on good grounds. It's on good grounds. I, I, well, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it a little. Okay. Sometimes people, sometimes people got to see stuff to believe it. Sometimes people got to see stuff to believe it. I tell you what. And I'm not saying something was wrong. But when he came. First thing he started doing was fixing up the church. He didn't come and say, let me see how many members I can get. He didn't come and say, let me see how much money I can get. He didn't say, you're going to pay me. He said, let me go ahead and start working on the kingdom. Right? Let me start working on the kingdom. Let me start working on the kingdom. And, and I, ain't, I ain't scared to see it. I'm, I'm just telling you I did. So, so the other day, so the other day I got a text. So you cut the grass yet? I said, no, nah, I'm just waiting till, you know, I know we got church Sunday coming up. So I'm just waiting to Sunday. He's, <laughs> you know, I know this way he said it. He didn't, I didn't hear him, but the text said it. <laughs> That's what I got from the text. <laughs> All right now. All right. Huh? But he sent me a text. He sent me a text. And it wasn't no bad text at all. It wasn't no bad text. But it's about perspective. It was about, you know, we want to always look good in everything that we do. Why? Because it's God's stuff. It's God's stuff. And you know what I did? I sent him a text back. I said, Pastor, I get it. Okay. And that day I went and cut the grave. It was simple. It was simple. And I understand. I understand. Now, 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 now I'm going in the word. But now the flesh could have jumped in and said, bro, Greg, on total on me. <laughs> Because I know Pastor ain't down here. Bro, Greg gonna talk on me. You know? <laughs> you know? But you know, but you know, that, that, I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. But, but, but I understand. And this is the thing. And this is the thing. If Bro Greg, if Bro Greg did call Pastor and told him to say the grass ain't cut yet, I don't have a problem with that because Bro Greg is doing his job. <laughs> what is his job? He's looking out for the kingdom of God. He want the kingdom of God. He want the things of God to look good as well. Now, I'm not saying he called, but if he did, it's okay. I still love you. I still love you. That's all. 
so so we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. We're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Y'all got me here just sweating. We're gonna move on. So so then it says that Abram brought of the firstborn. First mean it was priority of the flock. Abram personal provision. This is what happened. He knew that God was priority. That's how we ought to be. God ought to be priority in our lives. And he said, I'm not going to go before God and take him anything. So you had to ask the question, Abram, how do you choose what you gave God? How do you know what you gave God was going to be the very best? And I believe Abram was simply saying, I looked at what God provided for me. I turned around and got the absolute best to bring before God. He said, I looked around at what God had given me. All this that God had given me. And I gave him the best of the best. And that's what we got to do. When it comes to doing things for the kingdom, sometimes we got to stop and just look around. And look at the things that God had given us. The things that he had provided for us. And when we look at the things that he has done for us, it should be no doubt in our mind what we give him. Everything that we give him should be our very best. When we come to pray, it should be our very best. When we come to give our offer, it should be the very best. When we come to sing, it should be the very best. When we come to give a praise and worship, it should be our very best. When we stop, and look at what he have done for us. Because sometimes I drove up in the yard and I just started sitting in the driveway and look around, look at the car, look at the house of the Lord. It got to be you. It got to be you. It's you. Because the money I'm making can't afford all this. It got to be you. It, it got to be. I look, walk in the house, look at the future. I said, Lord, it got to be you putting food in here. Because them boys can eat. It got to be you, Lord. But we got to, that's what we got to do. We got to stop just for a moment and look at everything that he had given us. And then that right there alone should push us to give him our very best. So how do we know Abram gave his very best? Because it tell us in the next verse, it says, and the Lord had respect on the man and his offering. God accepted your time, your talent, your gifts, and your treasure. It says the very best. And it said God accepted it. And we know it his best because it said the fattest. So in other words, I got all these sheep out here. He went and looked and found the fattest. The one without spots. The one that was fat. The one that had been eating good. The one he had been tending to the most. That's what he did. Now he could have went and got a sheep that was poor. To the bone. But he said no. I'm going to go get him the fattest. I'm going to get him what's the most precious to me. And that's what we got to do. Amen. Proverbs 3 and 9 says honor the Lord with all with thou substance and with the first fruit of all thou increase. 
and our substance. What is our substance? Our substance simply being our time, our talent, and our treasure. Why? Because verse 10 says, so shall your bond be filled with plenty. And their press, and their press shall burst open with new wine. That's all we got to do. As a little story, a little story, a little story says, uh, a little boy and his dad used to go in town all the time. And he's go to the store and he used to ask the owner, said, can I have some candy? He said, you can have one piece. You can have one, one piece, one piece, one piece. Just one piece because you ain't got no money. One piece. And they said, do it. Week after week after week after week. He said, can I have a piece of candy? And the man owned the store said, you can have just one piece, just one piece, just one piece. And so what the little boy did, he saved his money. He started saving his money. And so he went to the store. He asked the owner, said, but can I have some candy? He said, just one piece because you don't have any money. He took the chain and he put it on the countertop. He said, I got some money this time. I got some little change this time. So, so he said, well, I tell you what you can do. You can take a handful of candy. You can get a handful of candy for the change that you gave me. He asked the store man, he said, but can you do me one favor? Can you do me one favor? The man said, yeah, I can do you one favor. He said, you promise you can do me one favor? He said, yeah, I can do you one favor. He said, can my daddy get the candy? Uh-oh. He said, yeah, yeah, your daddy can get the candy. Because why? Because the son understands the principle. He said, if my daddy get the candy, come on, somebody. If I get the candy, I might just get 10 pieces. But if I put it in my father's hand, I know I can get a hundred pieces, two hundred pieces. So he understood that if I give it all to my dad, huh? So if I just take the little bit that I got and sort it to the kingdom of God, I understand that my daddy can give me way more than I can imagine. If we just put it in our daddy's hand, just put it in your daddy's hand. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Just put it in. Your daddy's hand. Just put it in your daddy's hand. And 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 the second, the second thing is tithing. Tithing. I'm gonna get ready to close out in a minute. The second thing is tithing. And and Malachi three, um, eight and ten says. Malachi three, eight and ten says. I'm a, where you at? Come on, don't play with me today. All right. It says, "Well, a man robbed God. Yet robbed me." But you say, wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? In tithes and in offering. Now listen to this. I'm going to stop at eight for time's sake. It says in tithes and offering. But look at this. It says, we know that we cannot rob God. Why? Because God is God. But listen to this. We can rob God of the opportunity of blessing us. Blessing us in our finances, blessing us in our marriage, blessing us in our household, blessing us when it comes to our kids. We know we can't rob God, but we can rob God of the opportunity of blessing us. We rob God from being able to open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. But God is saying today, it ain't too late. See, why? Because we got to have a new mindset. We got to get out of the old mindset into the new mindset. So we was in the old mindset where we were clinging on to our pocket. God said, get into the new mindset of giving into the kingdom and watch me. Watch me produce what you give. Huh? If you sow in love, um, you're going to reap in love. If you sow money, you're going to reap monetary things. If you sow blessings, you're going to reap blessings. You sow joy, you're going to reap joy. He said, it ain't too late. It's never too late. 
Never ever too late. Some folks say, I, I can't do them too old. No, you ain't too old. You're just starting a little late. You're starting a little late, but it's never too late. That's all. Genesis 14, 18 through 20 talks about Abraham, Abraham giving his tithes to King Nebuchadnezzar. Melchizedek, I'm sorry, Melchizedek. Um, Hebrews 7 and 8 talks about King Melchizedek blessing Abraham. Verse 8, and here men that die receive tithes, but there he receiveth them of whom it is witness that he liveth. Our tithes is a witness that the king still lives. Come on, somebody. Our tithes is a witness that the king still lives. How? Because when we give, we are under him, his principles, believing in his principles, and his word still works. When we give. When we give, we're telling God we trust you. When we give, we're telling God we believe that your word still works. We understand that the principle is if we give, we shall receive. So trust them. Offering. We're going to talk about the third, which is offering and seed. Second Corinthians nine, six through eight. But this I say, he which soweth sparely reap also sparely. And he which sowed bountifully reap also bountifully. Every man according to his purpose in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God love a cheerful giver. When we sow our seed, put it into God's hand, then watch God gracefully, mercifully send the miracle that we need based on our faith. It's our faith. We got to activate our faith. Now, I know, I know everybody's faith ain't the same. But I advise you to let your faith come up just a little bit higher. Just a little bit higher. Because whatever your faith in, that's what God's going to operate in. Huh? My faith might be one thing. Your faith might be something different. But I can't get mad at your faith. And you can't get mad at mine. But I advise everybody, get your faith up a little bit higher. Because my faith is when I sow, I'm going to reap. Not small stuff. Lord, I want that small. I want to reap big. I want to reap big. Here, Paul. So 1 Corinthians 9 and 11. If we have sown into spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal? And here Paul is illustrating that he have the right to expect financial support from the Corinthians. He have not demanded this for reason explained in later verses. But Paul is letting us know that sowing and reaping is a simple language of farming. Paul insists that since him and his co-workers sold spiritual things among the Corinthians, they are entitled to reap material rewards. They are entitled to reap material rewards. Now, I'm going to give you seven things, seven benefits of sowing. Seven benefits of sowing, and I'm going to close out. Because when you sow, you will reap. When you sow, you will 
reap. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. So here is seven benefits of sowing into the kingdom of God. Listen to what I said. Into the kingdom of God. Giving always results in receiving. Hmm? Giving always results in receiving. He said we will receive in Luke 6 and 38. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and run over shall man give into your bosom. That's what the words say. Number two, giving is your God-given right. Can't nobody make you give. Giving is your God-given right. But I advise you to give into the kingdom. Because when you give into the kingdom, God himself will reward you openly. So giving is your God-given right. Again, Luke 6 and 38 says give. But we have to put into action God's principle of giving. But it's your God-given right. It's your God-given right. Number three, giving unleashed power in our lives. Giving unleashed power in our lives. When we give to God, your gift allow God the opportunity to bless you, to keep his promise, and to give you more than enough. More than enough. Number four, giving will spread the gospel. Giving will spread the gospel. And we can look at Romans 10, 14 through 15. Number five, giving bring a harvest. Giving bring a harvest. But please don't base your giving on the right now mentality. On the instant mindset. Coffee can be instant. Mashed potatoes can be instant. But the principle of the biblical Economics are based on farming methods. Plant, sow, and grow. God don't work in microwave stuff. Huh? Huh? So in other words, it's just like a farmer. A farmer cannot reap the harvest unless he plants something. And that's how we are sometimes when it comes to the church Church folk just think they're supposed to get and get and get and get, but never ever sow anything. They always looking for God to give them something, but they never sown into the kingdom of God. But God said, once you plant into my kingdom, give it time to grow. Give it time to manifest itself. And he said, then you will reap the harvest. Amen. Amen. Number six, give always Benefit the giver. In other words, give always prosper the giving. Proverbs 11 and 24. One person give freely, yet gain even more. He said, so when you give freely, you'll gain even more. Proverbs 11 and 24. And last, the last. Number seven. God giving is guaranteed. Oh, come on, somebody. God giving is guaranteed. His giving is guaranteed. But not deceived, be not deceived. God is not marked for whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God had guaranteed that a gift always come back. In good measure, press down. This is a spiritual law as well as a physical law of sowing and reaping. It worked both ways. It's a spiritual law. 
It's a spiritual law and it's a physical law. Whatever you sow in the ground, you will reap later. Whatever you sow in the kingdom, you will reap it. But this is the difference. <laughs> Sometimes you can sow in the ground and rain can come and wipe it right out. And everything that you sow is now gone away. And you would not get a harvest because the rain destroyed it. But when you sow into the kingdom of God, it's nothing or nobody can come in and take out your harvest. Because whatever you sow, you shall reap. Why? Because it's a promise of God. That's the difference. So before I lose in the natural, I'd rather sow in the spiritual. Because I know that if I sow in the spiritual, I'm always going to reap something. So I'd rather take what I have and sow in the spiritual. Huh? Because I understand God's going to bless me. And this is the last thing. <laughs> I put this and I said, give a spoonful and you will get back many times that amount. But if you just upgrade and give a shovel full, look out because God will move to a shovel blessing. And don't be afraid to move to a truckload of giving because God can operate by the truckload of blessings. Amen. 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 Our giving is a reminder of the blessing God gave us. And give to us through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I'm finished. Amen. I never like to end a broadcast without giving people the opportunity to know Jesus. In other words, to become a part of the kingdom. Nicodemus asked Jesus, what should a man do to be saved in the kingdom of God? Then he told him, you must be born again. That's what Jesus told Nicodemus. So we want to pray a prayer with you. If you pray this prayer and believe in your heart, the Bible says you will be saved. Just say this with me. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. He died for my sins and he was buried and you raised him from the dead. Now, Lord Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. I'm born again. I'm saved by grace through faith in Jesus name. Amen. Ma'am or sir. If you said that prayer and you really believe it in your heart, why don't you inbox us, uh, call us, and we'll send you some information to help you with your Christian walk. Our phone number is 843-629-9710. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Your support, love, and prayers are essential to Antioch Fellowship Church as we continue to reach the lost, make disciples, and enjoy life, please visit us at www.antiochchurchonthemove.org.